Chris Cresson is here, and so is Mark Carcassel from uh, Global News to talk about exactly what's happening with that six-alarm fire at the corner of Young and St. Clair. Mark, uh, get us up to speed on what's going on. Well, at this point, uh, Kelly, the uh, the effort just continues, not necessarily to to save the uh, badminton and racket club here at Young and St. Clair. For the most part, even the fire chief, Matthew Pegg, admits uh, the building is, is beyond saving. It is continuing to collapse. Uh, the fire, while it is contained and not spreading, which is all Toronto Fire trying to do right now, uh, the, um, it is getting uh, bigger. Uh, in, in essence, mm. it's getting hotter. The flames are, are rising, but it is contained. They're not worried that it's going to spread anytime soon. There have been multiple collapses uh, in the building. There's a, a, a risk of collapse of the ceiling as well. So this building is pretty much gone. Uh, Toronto Fire essentially just trying to stop it from spreading and luckily i mean if you're here and and you see the smoke and we could smell it all the way from uh from our headquarters at don mills and eglinton uh it's uh it's a wonder that not a single person was hurt aside from a small slip and fall injury to a firefighter do we know what caused the fire not at this point uh you know it, it sounds like toronto fire can't even see what the heck's going on there because there's so much flame and so much smoke at this point uh, and there's, you know, some uh, discrepancy as to where it even started. There's a, a letter that went out to members of the club uh, that we got a hold of at Global News mm-hmm. uh, that said that the fire had started in the main lounge. Didn't give a cause or, you know, where in the main lounge, but said it had started in the main lounge. Took that to the fire chief, asked him what he knew about that, and he said he, he's received no information to tell him exactly where in the building the fire had started. So in terms of a cause, the mm-hmm. amount of damage... Uh, where it started, all, all that stuff is kind of still up in the air at this point. The Badminton and Rocketball Club of Toronto is an older building. What are the odds of there being asbestos in that building? Because it's almost 100 years old, no? Yeah, it's, uh, it was built in 1924, so not far off the mark there. Uh, and I, I had asked the fire chief about any sort of uh, chemicals in there, especially when they expanded the perimeter and pushed a lot of us back. There was one firefighter who, who mentioned the phrase toxic smoke, mm-hmm. uh, which was a little bit worrisome being here breathing it in. Uh, but uh, the fire chief says he, he doesn't know at this point uh, what kind of chemicals are, are in there, so it doesn't necessarily allay any concerns. Um, but uh, he, he doesn't, he's not really quite sure of the makeup of the building. He says that certainly it being older uh, can contribute to how this fire has spread. But, uh, again, these are all questions that really um, they won't be able to answer until this fire is out and they can actually go in there or, or at least get near the building. I mean, they've been concentrating on tackling this from above. They're, they don't want to get their firefighters or anyone anywhere close to it because there's such a risk of, uh, of collapse. Uh, what are we hearing about the neighboring buildings? I know they've been evacuated, but uh, what's the damage like there? Uh, again, and I hate to sound like a broken record, Kelly, uh, the fire chief says that they, don't, they can't really get an accurate scope on what kind of damage could be done to the neighboring buildings because visibility there is so low. It doesn't seem as though there would be any fire damage per se, uh, but there could certainly be smoke damage, water damage, uh, but they can't get a good gander to see uh, mm-hmm. exactly what, what kind of damage is done. But pretty much, I mean, it's a ghost town here at Young and St. Clair. And whenever you look at any building, uh, any apartment, any business, uh, any coffee shop, everything is pretty much uh, evacuated. Some of them evacuated by Toronto Police and Toronto Fire. Uh, some of them uh, just voluntarily uh, sort of picked up and said, okay, let's get everyone out of here. What do commuters uh, need to know? Because I know you'll probably be able to answer that. Yeah, uh, well, commuters need to know to stay out of this area. But the Uh, streetcars are suspended, no? Streetcars are suspended. Subway service is, they're not picking anyone up here. So, you know, subways will go through uh, St. Clair West Station, uh, but uh, they're not picking anyone up here. Uh, Streetcars are are 
streetcars and buses are on uh, detour, so they're not coming through the area either. Uh, your best bet is to just, you know, traffic is, if you're coming down St. Clair, traffic is pretty much going all the way up to Delisle, uh, which is just one block north of St. Clair. But just to get there is a nightmare. Uh, basically, you want to stay away from the area. And that's another point that Toronto Fire are making. Mm. Is anyone, you're getting a lot of people that are walking into the area and taking pictures and sort of gawking and telling people, if you don't need to be here, stay out of the way. Give us our room to operate and, and don't come and inhale these, these, this smoke when you, you don't have to. Well, Mark, are you on the scene of the crime? We are. Well, I say crime. It's not really a crime yet on, on the scene of the fire. Right. Uh, so uh, be careful, you know, breathing in I, yourself. Have you got a mask I, or something? We've got a mask. EMS right. provided us with a mask. I've been told apparently that if you have facial hair, the mask isn't as effective. And I've got a beard, so that doesn't... You know what? This is one time it doesn't pay to be a hipster, Mark. Yeah, I know, I know. And then don't call me a hipster. That's, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I take that liberty only because we have a past and we're friends. Listen, yeah, have no, yourself get away with that one. Uh, a, a good afternoon. Be safe. And I'm sure we'll be hearing from you on the John Oakley Show later on. Thanks, Kelly. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Mark Carcassol up at uh, St. Clair and Young, where that uh, Toronto badminton and racquetball club looks like uh, has uh, definitely seen its last days. It's uh, just a blaze. Hey, Chris, uh, some news here uh, out of Washington. Uh, This is one of the pieces of good news that uh, Justin Trudeau um, did not. He wasn't talking about it yesterday, but apparently the Trudeau government says this lady is not going to be the U.S. ambassador to Canada. When you're here, let's speak American. Sarah Palin is out. Not sure who's in, but it's been an, often a tradition to uh, for American presidents to name un- envoys as a uh, political reward for raising funds during their campaign. So uh, who knows what Trump's going to pick? Thought I'd throw that out there because some people saw it a slap in the face. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't think of uh, any particular person who would stand out as a good Trump Canadian ambassador. We'll have to think. We'll have to think harder about it. We will have to see, and then maybe we can get them on the show. Oh, for sure. No, we... I don't know if you heard about this. Millennials are not as uh, sexually active as we were when we were their age. I don't know if they missed the memo that when you're in your 20s and 30s, you're at your peak physically. Uh, Not sure if they don't know that yet, but we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. And uh, coming up next, we're going to reach a guy out of New York City who has a new dating app that if you are one of those people that loves to hate on things, this is up your alley.